Hey everyone, grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Monday, March 23rd, the beginning of week two of our shelter in place order. So we've been all at home for a week, living into this new kind of normal, a normal that feels honestly really unnatural. I think we all understand how those words in the opening pages of the Bible are not just about marriage, where it says, it is not good that man is alone. Of course, the word man there is mankind. It is not good that we are alone. And now we are experiencing that. We see that God has made us for each other, that God has made us for community, and we're like feeling that in our bones. People keep telling me, Imagine how sweet it will be when we all get together at church again. Or imagine how you'll never have to teach on community ever because you'll never have to convince anyone that community is needed. And I say, yes, yes, that's true. And I actually can't wait. Yet right now it's hard. I had a little mini breakdown on Thursday night that lasted into the weekend It may have started as I was trying not to look into the future as much, but remain firmly in the present. When I did that, I saw that things are actually harder and more sad than I allowed myself to realize. And I started to mourn, lament over the things we have lost in just a few short weeks, how we lost a real sense and the feeling of community how we've lost the face of Christ in a hug or through the physical presence of someone. And I lamented the fact that the way I've always imagined church and the way I tried to practice embodied presence was kind of all out the window now. And now I was like a televangelist. Our media and technical staff, which is only three people, them and I had to create TBN in less than a week. So then not only was I lamenting What was lost, I was lamenting at what I had to become. And I was lamenting the thing I saw in my head on Tuesday, not working out by Thursday night at 6 p.m. I was telling people, you know, I felt like I was uh, replanting the church and uh, where we were going to start church. uh, The venue called on Thursday night and said, oh, yeah, you you can't meet here. You're going to have to meet at your house. And so I had to like plant this church out of my house, which is like my biggest nightmare, by the way. So I, with all this, I, I, I honestly slipped into a bit of a despair. Now I say all this not to get empathy or even judgment, because I think we're prone to both. Some might go, oh man, that is sad, Dave. And other people are like, really, that's what you're sad about? So whatever you're doing right now, stop. That's not the reason why I'm sharing this. The thing I was, the reason why I'm sharing this is the thing I was lamenting, like the lament under the lament was the loss of community. That's what I was really lamenting. I was, I was lamenting this thing that I loved. Like we started our church by saying, we are a community following Jesus. Like that community piece is a big deal. And I say that to say the thing I was lamenting didn't really happen because community still happened. Sunday morning, broadcasting from my living room, people showed up. And when we started church, someone said, look at the live chat. It was just exploding with people saying, hi from North Beach, hi from the sunset, hi from the marina, hi from Oakland. Even got to a place where people were saying, hi from Florida, hi from Italy, like kind of all over the place. And when we passed the peace, we said, you know, Tyler said, text someone if you are at home alone and 
and tell someone you're thinking about them and may the peace of Christ be with you. At that point, my my phone kind of filled up with may the peace of Christ be with you. Life chat was just may the peace of Christ be with you. May the peace of Christ be with you. Um, someone told me a story later that day when she texted someone that God put, put on her heart that this, this person was a mom and she was in a pit of despair, not knowing how to be a mom and a school teacher and a PE instructor and so on and so on, which led to an opportunity for them to get on the phone and pray together. And I heard other people text me who were a part of our church for a long time and had to move out of the city for whatever reason and were able to be as much a part of our church that day as everyone else who lives in San Francisco and goes to reality. And they were just so grateful Another person texted me last night a picture of their community group on Zoom as they screen shared the Sunday broadcast. So they felt like they were at church together because they were all seeing each other act and react and worship and sing and all that stuff. And then right after they went around sharing prayer requests and praying for each other. And then someone said to me, knowing that I was kind of lamenting not being with people in cl- close proximity to people, she said, I know you're sad about not being with everyone, but ironically, We felt more close to you because unless you're in the front row at church, we can't really see your face that well. And not only that, we were in your living room. And that's exactly what Ash was saying last night as we were talking about the day. She was going through people's IG stories of them participating in online church. And she said, it's strange. It feels like all these people were in our living room today. I know there there are probably a lot more stories out there as well. So what I'm saying is that we will find a way to be communal. We will find new ways to be communal. And in some ways, we'll be more communal than we ever were before. And I I really believe that. As I wake up this morning, that has me encouraged. And so what I want to do now, I want to I want to close with a meditation on Psalm 13, something I was just meditating on uh, this morning, early this morning, um, and reading. And I want to read part of it to you. Um, you don't have to turn there in your Bibles unless you want to, but I'm just going to read part of it and lead us through um, a prayer in Psalm 13. It opens like this. Get yourself into a place um, that you can hear this psalm and receive the psalm. Maybe pause and then Hit play again when you could sit upright with your feet firmly on the ground, breathing, um, inviting God's presence, saying to yourself, Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Open my eyes, illuminate my heart. Allow me to breathe now. It says this, Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts, day after day, have sorrow in my heart? This part right here really stuck out to me. How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? I think when I'm quiet right now in meditation and practice silence, I have so many thoughts that go in my head. Thoughts about the future, thoughts about what if, thoughts about my day, thoughts about present. And I wrestle with my thoughts. And the psalmist here is saying, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts? How long will I have sorrow in my heart? Then the psalmist says, David says, look on me and answer, Lord my God. 
Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death, and my enemy will say, I have overcome him. Verse 5, but I trust in your unfailing love. Unfailing love. And my heart rejoices in your salvation. I think we see here two things happening. The despair, the lament, the anger, the thoughts that wrestle that we wrestle with, the sorrow that we have in our hearts, and yet we see evidences of God's unfailing love. We see it in community. We see it in passing the peace of Christ. We see it in prayer. We see it in uh, the face of our tireless healthcare workers right now. We see the unfailing love of God all over the place, and yet we still wrestle with our sorrow. And we wrestle with our thoughts that are endless, and they keep going and going. And verse 6 says, I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. And when I woke up this morning, the, the song that was on my heart was that song, King of My Heart, where the, the, the refrain is, you are good, good, oh, oh. sorry, I, I had to sing that little part, because you can't really say, oh, oh. But that's what, and I always find it strange that people write oh, oh's in their song, or they write mm-mm's or yeah, yeah's in their song. I always find that so weird. Um, I'm not a songwriter, so I just, songwriters, I just think that's weird. But this morning, as I was singing that song, King of My Heart, and as I was reading this psalm, I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. I feel like that oh, oh, that like you are good, you are good, oh, oh, is my heart or maybe the spirit of the living God who lives in my heart. It's his part. That's when, you know, it says in Romans, when we don't have prayers, the spirit utters kind of wordless prayers for us, groanings, it says. I feel like the, the, those OOs give the Spirit space in our heart to groan out, to cry out, to pray out, to in ways that we don't have words for. And so I can sing, you are good, you are good, but the OO actually, for me, captures a deeper thank you, a deeper gratitude, a deeper longing, a deeper pain, like all of it captures it and brings it to God. May that song, King of My Heart, be on your heart today. May this psalm, Psalm 13, be on your heart today. And even though you might wrestle with sorrow in your heart or all of your endless thoughts, like I I do even still today, may that be met with the encouragement of the Spirit, the goodness of God, the praise of the Lord. Peace to you.